Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog in the trees of a town called The Fort. Now, Peggy having returned from that common ground dark as it was, Adam is now free to turn all of his attention elsewhere as he continues his return tour through the fort. Listener discretion is advised. I got the ghost of you inside of my head. What I'm supposed to do is already dead. He's so Resounding booms battled with the walls and vaulted ceilings, shaking the tiled floors and rattling the doors throughout Riverside. 
Rumbling and rolling through the halls, it shook the little dust that sat in unreachable places. Unreachable even to the attentive Mother Cyprian, obsessed as she was with cleanliness and order. However could anyone who'd spend as much time and effort as she to assemble her collection, allow it to fall in disorder and allow the ever-encroaching dust to tarnish her belongings that she held and hoarded and kept safe behind the walls of Riverside Sanatorium. Yes, yes, enough with the knocking. Where is everyone? Never in all my years would I have expected, nay, allowed my superiors to debase themselves by opening the door. As she opened the door, Mother Cyprian stared down the length of her nose at what appeared to be a young man she knew as James. What exactly can I do for you? I assume with such ferocious rapping at my doors that whatever it may be must be of the utmost importance and I would love nothing else than to acquiesce to your most important request. Her disdain and lack of patience dripping from every word. Oh, hello. I'm sorry to bother you. I'm ever so hungry out here in this wide and scary world. Could you spare some change or a bite of food for the poor? As evident as Mother Cyprian's distaste for James was, so too was the insincerity in his response. Hmm, very clever. If you would be so kind as to escort me to my office. A knowing furrow in Mother Cyprian's brow nestled into place, the worry evident only to those who would see her from the front, and James walked a few paces behind not a care in the world troubling him as he walked deeper and deeper into the domain of the abbess. Is everyone here crazy? No, they are not crazy. Some are troubled. Others were never taught or do not have the tools to manage themselves in a safe and healthy manner. And some simply do not fit into society and have been left behind. Here I provide them refuge. So what you're saying is everyone in here is here of their own free will. We will have ample time for chit-chat in the confines of my office. Oh, I didn't think so. When you see something you want, you just want to have it, don't you? It's just the way you are, and I like that about you. You live according to your true nature. Ironic you try to help others cope with theirs, try to make them different or better, or at least docile enough and compliant enough to not make a scene, right? Oh, and let's not forget about the others. Some stolen at birth, some whisked off the street. Others who come to learn from you and never leave. What about those people? On which shelf do you stock away the premium antiquities? Those born with that little special something that you just can't help but to have. Mother Cyprian did not answer, but instead stood behind the doorway into her office and gestured in with a hand. 
James confidently strode in and settled in a comfy chair along the wall, as opposed to the more spartan seating opposite Mother Cyprian's chair behind the desk. As the abbess herself sat, she paused for a moment and looked intently at James. Why do you debase yourself by hiding, Adam? I am well aware that you are nestled away within the boy, operating his arms and his legs. <laughs> and you speak of putting something away on a shelf. I wonder how dark it is where the boy's consciousness now exists. Can he see what it is you are doing with his body in his absence? I wonder how aware he is of your intent. The room was empty and cold with the silence that grew between the two. A dark look wrestled from behind the boy's naturally keen and inquisitive eyes. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I was so looking forward to a little tete-a-tete with you. Could we not have pretended for a little longer? You know I'm ever so keen on a little dance upon the stage before the main attraction. Mother Cyprian felt her blood run cold as that familiar and unsettling voice percolated her consciousness. She lowered her eyes for a moment in resignation, in disappointment. She had hoped she was wrong, that she had become paranoid and senile in her old age. She was, after all, ancient by all accounts, and she'd been so old for so long, but her perception and observation were as acute as ever. Ah, yes, there he is. Welcome back. It would appear that you've been neglected the royal treatment, but what other excuse would there be but for the fact that we weren't exactly expecting you. Well, that's neither here nor there now. Because I'm back, and that brings up the question of what to do about a little score I have to settle with you. You more than the others. Yes, well, I'm not sure what can be done about it now. Excuse me if I don't express my remorse appropriately. First you use the child's own voice, and now you speak to me in this trivial tone. I can hardly take you serious. You appear much less grand than you once did. Oh, ho, 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 ho. You are a bully after all. Quite nasty, yes, yes, and malicious. But how did I become to be the villain of this never-ending saga between us, when I've done nothing but try to elevate you in this town and these people? For all the words and spotless diction and laws of grammar and conversational etiquette that old Mother Cyprian had at her disposal, it appeared she could not muster an answer. I never laid claim to anything that wasn't mine, and I never raised a hand against you, did I? In fact, I was quite the gentleman in most regards. I simply wanted to go about my business, and you just couldn't have that. Ah, yes, there he is as well, Charles Lapont, or his voice at least. Tell me, 
Do they still exist in you? Do you absorb them or delete them when you invade their bodies? Oh, <laughs> neither. They were never not mine. They were a piece of me from the moment of their conception. You know this, though. It's what you used to divide me. The abbess resettled herself in her chair. A clear discomfort rose up her back and rested in her shoulders as she placed a hand on the arm of her chair and began to pick at the polished wood with a nail. Her eyes never broke contact with the unflinching and unblinking gaze of Adam and the suit of the boy named James that he wore. He rose from his chair and walked to where bookshelves sat in a carefully constructed paneled wall of her office and ran a finger along the leather spines of tomes which had not been seen or been touched or thought of in so long. The soft scratching of his finger running along the embossed titles stopped on a collection of poems. Adam carefully reached his finger along the spine and up over the top edge, before edging the book out from the tight and complete rows of other books and began to flip the pages with a familiar guide. Do you remember being oh so terribly lonely, and I as well shed in your loneliness, appearing to you as an alien to this wet and gruesome landscape, and I was what you needed when you yourself felt out of place and unwelcome, a Georgian lady of fine pedigree who was just as lonely as you. Do you still think about Lady Mormont and the late nights by candlelight reading poetry to one another? Mother Cyprian, try as she may to hide the look of pain from her face and failing, betrayed the heartache from inside her at the mention of Lady Mormont. The wayward and rebellious daughter of a southern aristocratic family she thought she'd come to know quite intimately. Oh dear, it would appear you do. Then for a moment, before I tire of this, let me give you a most humble gift. Before Mother Cyprian could interject, Adam read from the book and from an all-too-familiar poem. Now, the last mystery of love she knows, we sigh and kiss. I walked, and all was done. Twas but a dream, yet by my heart I knew, which still was panting, part of it was true. Ah, yes, Afra Ben. Lady Mormont loved her scandalous, I mean, you loved her scandalous writings. In the silence that once more settled between the two, an understanding grew that required no more to be said on the matter. It was a sad silence on the part of Mother Cyprian, and a victorious release for Adam. Light shone through the window, backlighting the old abbess. She worried the unsightly and undignified sight of a small, glistening, and nostalgic tear that clung to the corner of her eyes might be noticed. But for Adam, her face was mostly obscured by the bright window behind her. All he could see was a face of pieced-together china, trying to balance lest it fall apart. And that, for Adam, was victory enough. After a moment that felt too long, Mother Cyprian's throat cleared and the involuntary need to sob left her old body. You are back. That much is evident. And you are here. 
That is evidenced by you darkening my doorstep and disgracing my ears with your words. Now I ask you, what is the purpose of your visit? Surely it cannot be as childish as to try and bruise me with long-gone memories and idle talk. You planned and you plotted, you schemed and devised secret plans to move against me. You incited your little band of troublemakers and then you chopped me up. Then piece by piece, you stuffed me in a tree. Am I not entitled to a little FaceTime? A little explanation? Perhaps I was, hmm, craving closure. <clears throat> well, truth be told, I was curious to know if the others knew of the children, because I have a sneaking suspicion that they merely thought they were fertilizer. For example, did the tiller know that they were the brick and mortar of my prison? Because as I said, I have a sneaking suspicion that he didn't, and I doubt Alfie knew much of anything save for the fact that you meant to get rid of me. And if that's the case, I'd like to offer them an opportunity for redemption. And as for you, I'm reluctant to be done with you. After all, there are so many fond memories, and our little tete-a-tetes are something I value dearly. But I can't exactly let you be unscathed and unpunished, now can I? Alfie knew only that we had a way to be done with you. The tiller was aware of the children he was intended to take, but not fully why. I will not do myself the shame of lying to you. I sought to cleanse your family tree so that you would not have any recourse in the event you found a way to return. Well, as you can see, you weren't quite as thorough as you thought you had been. But speaking of family trees, I best be off. I feel the need to collect myself. Get it? <laughs> oh, yes, I need to collect myself and say hello to long lost family. And with those final words, which spoke multitudes and what remained unsaid, Adam donning the flesh and meat of James stood up and left. Mother Cyprian rose as he did and watched him leave before she then crumpled into her chair. And finally, all alone, she let the melancholy of nostalgia take hold of her as the memories of Lady Mormont continued to torture her. From down the hall, Adam yelled his final words before traveling out of earshot. I'll see you soon, Mother Cyprian. Very, very soon. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? 
or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open. Or perhaps you'd rather help build the mausoleum for the ones who will never die. In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards at the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at The Town Whispers, or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.